What is going on, everybody? Six Pod, Jacob, and Simon. It's been a long time, but it hasn't. And I'll, I'll explain why. So, right before Christmas, um, we recorded this fantastic episode. It was great. Jacob and I, I think we both said to each other, like, this was one of our better episodes that we've ever kind of created. And whatever, we finish off and it has just disappeared. Um, I don't know what happened. Some technological deficiency. Um, super disappointing, but we're here. We're here. Merry Christmas. Um, happy holidays. Happy New Year. Jacob, how has your 2022 started? Yeah, so, so 2022 has been... Yeah, I mean, living in Ontario, 2022 has been as about as good as you can imagine it. So, yeah, we're just kind of moving forward. But are you a resolution guy? Like, do you use 2022 as an opportunity to like either start new things or like improve? Mm-hmm. How do you approach self-improvement in the new year, if at all? Yeah, loaded question to start it off today. Um, that's a, that's not something I really think about too much, Simon, to be honest. And I think that's maybe a uh, um, maybe something I should look into. But it's yeah, it, it has never really been something I really actually think about too much. Interesting. Am I interesting? Is that bad? Is that no? I don't think so. Um, some, some people do, right. You know, you hear new year, new me gonna improve on, on various things. And some individuals just be like, Nope, I'm setting myself up for failure if I do that and have all these high expectations. So I didn't know that about you. I know a lot about you, but I didn't know about, uh, your view on new year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. How about yourself though? How about yourself? No, I don't think I have like like resolutions per se. I more have kind of like more broader goals of the year. I want to accomplish this. I think this would be cool mm-hmm. yeah, to kind of get done. I'd agree with that. But I'm I'm not, you know, I'm going to go run for you know, X mm-hmm. amount of kilometers every day. Like I, I don't do that um, because I'm just kind of setting myself up. But yeah, happy New Year. Jacob mentioned it. It's, it's tough to be an Ontarioan right now. But we look forward to better and brighter days. And Jacob, do you know who else is looking forward to better and brighter days? You who don't. is it? Who is it? The Edmonton Oilers and their fans. Jacob, it's tough in Oil Nation right now. 
so tough that a Toronto sports podcast is talking about them. Mm. Okay. So a couple of things. And it just so happened that they Leafs played the Oilers tonight. But in their past 13 games, the Oilers are two wins, nine losses, and two overtime losses. And currently barely clinging on to the second wild card spot in the West. They are at this point, based off points percentage, not making the playoffs this year. Mm. That is concerning, right? Would you not say that is something that you would not have foreseen? And, you know, let's say in our season preview, I don't think anybody anybody had that uh, prediction. I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't know Edmonton super well as a team. Yeah. But knowing their personnel, I would, would assume playoffs are expected. Absolutely. Playoffs are... Not making the playoffs is not an option for this team, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. Tyson Berry. I was about to say that's really it. But when you have the best hockey player on earth and another top five player, you need to make the playoffs. And so it's not going well in Edmonton. And following a loss last night against New York. Uh, they were in New York where Koskinen, the, the Oilers goalie, didn't play great, right? But Jacob, a rule of thumb, like you haven't played hockey for, for Years. quite a while, right? Years. But do you ever think it's appropriate for a coach to just sewer their goalie in the media. Do you ever think that's appropriate? I don't think that's like a goalie specific thing. I just, in general. Yeah. As a coach, you don't want to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Jacob, I'm going to play you Dave Tippett's post game comments yesterday. Okay. You ready? Is it some of the same stuff that you're seeing game after game? I thought we did a lot of things well tonight. Our goaltender wasn't very good, and we didn't uh, find enough pucks at the net to uh, to get us back in the game. You, there's been talk of starts in this for this team. You know they get you know they get a power play early in the first period. They don't score on it, but they score about five minutes into the game. Then about this, three, what, what do you yeah. what do you want to do? Like what do you? I mean, it's a it, brutal it, mistake. It, it, it's a brutal mistake. What are you going to do? Yeah. Right. Call it what it is. <laughs> We're playing well. It's a brutal mistake. Call it what it is. The season frustrations happen through a course of a season. The teams go into slumps and whatnot. This is extended now for about a month. Um, mm-hmm. How do you think the guys are handling it? Uh, I think there's a lot of adversity here. We're learning a lot about our team. Gone through a lot of injury issues and COVID issues, and um, we haven't played as well as we'd like to as a group. So there's lots to improve on. And, and one more thing, you you had mentioned it earlier. You, you know. 
when you have the top ranked power play coming in, if you're an opposing coach, you're saying don't give them power plays. You guys mm -hmm. had two tonight, you had none the other. Are you doing enough to generate them at all? Trying to, but obviously not. Yeah, that's the relevant part of his very short press presser yesterday. It was only like a minute and 50, and then he just walked out. So, initial reactions to that. To be honest, I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's the worst way he could have handled it. I don't think it was the best way he could have handled it for sure. And I don't think anyone, you know, really deserves to be thrown out of the bus, thrown out, sorry, thrown under the bus like that by their coach. But I don't think it was super malicious. It just kind of sounded like he was stating and we didn't play well on this front. And it's just kind of like that. Sounded frustrated. Would you not agree, though, within the context of hockey and, I guess, the unwritten rules, those comments are rare, right? Oh, for sure. Especially yeah. today. Especially, like, now. Do you want to hear Koskinen's response to those comments yeah, today? It was, pretty, uh, it, was pretty, it was pretty blunt. Like, if you think that comment was... Um, not that uh, salacious, I guess. Maybe we can describe it as. I want to know your thoughts on this quote. He goes, and I quote, it's not nice for anybody to be thrown under the bus, but this is how it goes in this business. When the team loses, it's either the coach or the goalie who gets sacrificed. I have to be better but at the same time, we scored seven goals in my last six losses. I can't score goals. It's not only about goaltending when it comes to winning and losing. Everybody has to be better on, and we will be. We're not this bad. Again, I feel like it, they're both kind of speaking out of frustration. There's, there's probably yeah. not a great relationship there to begin with, so they're a little easier saying these things, I think. But I don't know. I I guess when you're you're both in a position where, you know, like he did say, like if it's either the goalie or the coach, and when McDavid and and Drysaddle are your kind of top two guys, there's not a lot of other room to pass around the blame. So I think they're right. It's kind of one or the other. My take on... Because uh, Koskinen never speaks out if Tippett doesn't make those comments, right? Like Very true. Very true. So my take on this is a coach who is confident that they will continue to have a job as the head coach on a team doesn't speak like that. Like you mentioned frustration. I, I completely agree. I also think that it's just pure trepidation as well, right? Like he, I, I think he sees uh, what's coming. And I, I, I think Tippett's getting fired this week. This week, eh? You think it's yeah. the writing on the wall? Yeah. All right. You heard it here first. And guess who might be replacing him? 
Lay it on me. I'll give you. Can I give you a hint? Yeah, go ahead. Holland was the GM of the Red Wings at some point. You're going to have to just lay it on Michael me. Babcock might be oh. coming in oh, no. to take over the Oilers. That's awesome. I love that. That fires me up. <laughs> that fires me up, Simon. Uh, I I knew you'd like that little that. little, little that. piece. Is that right? likely? How likely is this? So, I mean, it is the connection's pretty uh, pure, right? We've got a coach who is in Western Canada, right? Not signed to an NHL deal. Might be interested in getting back in the game. And the relationship with the general manager is really, really strong. Him and and Ken Holland are close. They worked together in um, Detroit for, for quite a long time. How likely is it? I, I don't know, but I, I, I'm not the only one who is speculating on this. Because I, I think it'd be are talking. Are the other I think it'd be, talking? I think it'd be fascinating. I think Wouldn't it's a you? match made in heaven. I would love it. I think it's electric. I, th- I would love it. I welcome it. <laughs> Game seven, right in the oil in an Oilers playoff series. Babcock McDavid plays McDavid and Dr- yeah. and Dreisaitl for like twelve minutes, <laughs> thirteen minutes, and yeah, uh, man, I I I raised this and I brought this up on again a Toronto sports podcast because I was pretty shocked when when these comments were were made and thought it'd be kind of fascinating and of course anytime that Mike Babcock can uh, somehow be brought into this conversation. I know that that you're a fan of, uh, fan of his. And so, yeah, that oh. is the state of the Oilers. If it's not the coach, something's got to change. Like, they need a goaltender. They have Tyson Berry, Duncan Keith, and Cody Cece uh, as... Their decor, basically, they they have Darnell Nurse, who is an absolute stud, but one talented defenseman can't outshine Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry equals th- like three mediocre defensemen. He's mm-hmm. awful. But yeah, Oilers are in trouble. But. This just only goes. They'll come around. They'll be okay. This only goes Trust to the helping process. the Connor McDavid to Toronto propaganda. True. Twenty twenty six. Okay. Should we talk? What should we talk about now, Jacob? What? Where do you want to go from here? Simon, so, let's quickly discuss the NBA. That's not something we've done in a while. So. Because the Raptors are now good. And so well, when the Raptors... Well, 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 
They're okay. I would say they're okay. But Simon, it's time we talk about the all-star the all-star teams a little bit. Because this to me is, is the more this is to me is the most exciting part of the season. Other than the like the finals and the playoffs. I think you know, it's it's always fun to kind of see who's gonna make the all-star team, who's starting, who's not, people that get snubbed and how people react. I just think it's a fun time. So Simon, I would like to know um you're starting five at this point and you don't have to go into too much detail. I just kind of want to hear your first thought for starting five in the East and in the West. Am I picking captains too, or no, no, no. Okay. So just, just, just five. Okay. Yeah. Can it be in order of like preference? Like who I think is just a shoe in to be, a starter or can i just pick any five you can like just pick your starting five okay i think i'm asking too many questions so from the east we've got kd okay Giannis. yep okay tatum okay harden Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i have one more right Mm -hmm. damar Okay. Gonna be honest with you, I got I got the exact same. I got the exact No same. way. Yeah, I would agree with you. Is this the first time we've had Maybe. just a unanimous list? I, I like think it's that. no but it's pretty I'm rare. Impressed. I'm pretty impressed by your list, Simon. I thought you were gonna Thank come you. out of here with some foolishness. I don't know. I had a feeling no. like some foolishness was no way, foolishness at all. Alright, let's hear let's hear your West starting five. Curry. Yep. I like it. Uh, LeBron. Jokic. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I want to say Devin Booker. And Anthony Davis. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what is that? Okay. Why so Anthony is Davis? Some, is there some foolishness here? Yeah. Why Anthony Davis? He hasn't had the best of year. He's right? really like he's a. He's a piece of glass, Simon. He is getting injured a lot. Piece of glass, but he is still AD. I don't know what that means, though. What is he? What is he still AD? Is he still AD because he's still? Jacob, give me your list. Give me your list. Still injured. Give me your list. Um, I got Curry and and Ja Morant in the backcourt, and I got LeBron. Jokic and Gobert starting in the in the front court. Man, come on. I don't know what you want me to say. It's a much better list. I'd put I'd put I'd want to see um Shy Julius Alexander before um no. No. before Rudy. No. No, I would have to disagree. 
You didn't even you didn't even say shy as one of your starters. I know, but he's just sick, and he's Canadian, and he's coming home too. So, um, oh, I would love six, for buddy. him to come home. I would love for him to come home. <laughs> that would fire me up, Simon. That would get me right going. I love that. <laughs> Who would you rather have come home, uh, Shy or um, Jamal Murray? Shy, but Jamal Murray would be second to come home. Or uh, RJ uh, RJ Barrett. No, no. He's just gonna be um, a two point oh. Yeah. Okay. Jacob, I know that there was this segment that you had in mind. Yeah. Simon, let's talk about it. Um so as a lot of you know, we talk about a certain player a lot on this show, Mitch Marner. Number 11. Number 16. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. And then sometimes we just... We uh, we don't agree with his methods. And so we're deciding to start a new segment called... What's something you would rather spend $11 million on? Simon. Mitch Marner's contract. Or... There's a lot. There's a lot here. Um in terms of like players or let's say if I'm Kyle Dubas and I have that $11 million cap space, is that, is that the question? Simon, it's, it's you own the team. Okay. You can either keep that $11 million for yourself and buy a completely different thing. You can buy something separate from the Leafs. You can buy another player. Okay. Totally up to you. So the first thing that I'm doing is signing six pod to a multi-year licensing deal with MLSE, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Then I'm hiring uh, a lawyer to put a restraining order on Paul Marner, stating that he can't come within 200 feet of Scotiabank Arena. That mm-hmm. would be my next um, kind of salary use. Mm-hmm. Definitely improve our our defense. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be a lot of players I would really like to have on the, um, the, 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 the D. I'd love to have Jacob Chikrin. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have Darnell Nurse. I would love to have... Um, there, there, there's so many players in, on defense. I would... Like... Jacob, you I can't stress this enough. Trading Marner, while you may not get the return in terms of like players or draft picks, you're acquiring cap space. That is what you would trade Marner for. I don't think you really do want to trade Marner. I think you're always so reactionary. I don't think you actually want to trade him. I think you'll miss him if you were to leave. I don't think so at all, actually. Like I, there's like very little of me that I don't want him around this team. You know what, Jacob? Let's talk about this for a sec. We were talking about goals and resolutions of 2022. Mm-hmm. 
I want to become more is it positive around him? I don't even know if that's possible. I just I really think that my my feelings towards him and I guess this team in general is going to be determined by what we do in these in these playoffs this year. It really is. It really this is. This year, eh? Because this year is going to be different. Is that why? Because this year is going to be different. I, 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 no, it's not. We're probably going to lose in the first round again. I have zero expectations of this team. Zero. No, None. Yes, I am I not getting my hopes up. Your hopes are up. You get excited the second you see them step on the ice at the beginning of the next season. All over again. Know, Jacob, when's it going to well, end? You know what I'd spend that $11 million on? A really good therapist. Like a really, really good therapist to help unpack this trauma that he has caused me. If you guys haven't noticed, we're a very pro um, self-help podcast. Yeah, we care. Mental health is physical health. There's no shame in it. I have a question for you, Jacob. How many games do you think Mitch Marner has gone without a power play goal? Give me, give me a range so I'm, I don't sound... Yeah. Want to provide some context before yeah. you, you answer here. He plays on the first power play with William Nylander, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, and Morgan Riley, and Michael Bunting, slash Zach Hyman, because it does go back to last year. I'll give you that hint. Ooh. Okay? Right? So those are elite counterparts on a power play one would think that an 11 million dollar winger can score some power play goals right but it's been a little bit jacob how long do you think it's been since a power play goal 51 games 101 Ooh. Why? 101 power plays. 101, and sorry, 101 still games. On the power play. How many points does he have on the power play, Simon? That's that's a question I have. Why is his value only determined by goals on the power play? He may have all the assists okay. on the power here, play goals. Here, here, I don't have that stat for you, but here. He has six goals this season, right? No word. Only six? Three of which are empty net goals. Ooh. Yeah. That's too Get him off this team. Anyways. You're you still flabbergasted, you eh? Do you, do you ever think he'll be as good as he was in that 27? I think it was 2017? No, season? it was the 2018 against 2018? Boston. That season, no, that season where he had no. Like, that's um, the season he got paid. It was the twenty. It was oh, he was unreal, bro. He was unreal in that playoff series. I know, I'm saying, do you think he'll ever be at that oh, point again? One could hope if if he ever reaches and elevates his game to that point again, this team is going to the cup. Like 
he's going to we're going to the cop. I just haven't seen that at all ever since that season and that playoffs. Ever since he put that pen to paper on his contract, it, he's he's been a different player. Gotta hit the hit the game, not the player. But the first thing that I would do, again, just to reiterate, is sign six pod to a multi year. Anyone from MLSC? Anyone from MLSC listening to this? (laughs) Anyone from Rogers listening to this? Reach out. Remember this. Do a little uh, a partnership with um, maybe some Blue Jays. When does that start? Before we, as we end off, and as we end off this episode here, one is that is that getting started soon or no? It's it's not looking, it's not looking like ideal at this point in time. Like, do you fit? What's your optimistic? Yeah, let's finish off on on this on the lockout. I want to talk about the ballot too before we uh, before we finish. Of course, it. of course. Um, but yeah, quickly on the lockout, Simon. They haven't been in any major talks yet um, since the new year started. From what I've read, and it doesn't seem to be a lot in the plans right now either. So uh, I still feel there's like a general sense of optimism about the the season starting on time, but right now it it it's not it's not like looking super promising. But I'm hoping that there's you know something in the works that we don't know about. Jacob, do you trust the management team at the MLB, specifically Rob Manfred? Manfred. Um, so Simon, funny that you'd say that. Oh, I, I'm. This is where I'm taking that. Yeah. Um. Recently, um, a journalist named Ken Rosenthal who was like one of the most senior writers, most respected writers um, when it comes to baseball in the MLB. Uh, worked for the MLB Would Network. He, is he like the Bobby Mack of baseball insiders or is he more of like an Elliot Friedman? Like how big of a goat is like, he? Like who's bigger, Jeff Passan? I would say those oh. two are the goat, like the big two. It's kind of like a Wad Shams what, thing. What about Hazel May? Simon, Simon, <laughs> I don't even care. This is an anti-Hazel May podcast. Anti-Hazel May. That, that might be like, if we ever make a shirt for the for Six Pod, I might just say, Merch? This is an anti-Hazel May podcast. <laughs> but no, sorry. Going back to it, those two are the biggest insiders of the league, right? Yeah, so, yeah. He, like he ended up getting getting removed from his position at MLB Network, which is, you know, owned by the MLB. Um, because of his comments about Rob Manfred, and now he's out of a job. So, Tom, and I don't want to say too much about Rob Manfred, just because I don't want the pod getting shut down or something. Man, like I feel like MLB MLB dot com is turning into like league propaganda, right? Because they're like shutting down voices like it's almost like state media kind of draconian the mlb is getting bad i would say like they're like moving farther from the like the nba side of being a good league to the nfl side of being a rougher league man which is too bad so at a out of a hundred 
where's your confidence level that this season's going to start on time? I'd say right now about, I'd say about 66% around there. 66. Wow. That's specific. You know, two thirds of me is hopeful. Third of me is doubtful, but this is what it is, Simon. Um, But in more current talks, when it comes to the 2022 MLB season, Yes. I would love to quickly talk about the MLB Hall of Fame ballot this year. Simon, there are a couple people who have their last chance to be voted in to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. One of which, almost two of which, okay, let me phrase it like this. There are three people in their last year on the ballot. One of which is arguably the best hitter of all time, and one of which is arguably the best pitcher of all time. Mm-hmm. And this is their last chance, Simon. Um, I am, I believe, looking at the list here. So I'm talking about Barry Bonds, Roger yep. Cummins, two guys yep. that have had historic careers, put up historic numbers, but yep. have been linked to performance-hanging drugs. Yeah. And ultimately, this has just completely wiped away their credibility, right? In the eyes of the writers. Yep. And this is their last chance, Simon. Sorry, let me add one name to the list. Sorry, I, I messed up here a little bit. Sammy Sosa also was in his 10th year on the ballot. Um, another guy with fantastic career numbers, but being linked to PEDs. So, so that's how it works, uh, if I understand, right? They only have 10 years. To get in? Yeah, 10 years. Yeah, 10 years on okay. the ballot. Okay. Okay. So, I got to be honest. I I find it impossible, uh, personally, to make a call when it comes to Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. And I... And if I had to, I would really say that I think they both should be in. I think it's their last year, and I think people just need to say... Ultimately, you know. So you're condoning numbers. use of performance enhancing. I'm not. So you are though, because children, children are gonna. Dad, can we go to Cooperstown? Sure, son. Here, look at Bobby Bonds and Roger Clemens's uh, display. Oh, Dad, can you t- explain what PEDs are? Is that what you're can you can you wait me insinuating you wait for a second? Can you just wait for a second? I'm not condoning the use of performance enhancing drugs. I just think we have to acknowledge baseball talent. I think they're extraordinary talents, even without the performance enhancing drugs. So I mean as as much as I admit it's cheating, and I'm not admitting, sorry, as much as I'm stating that it, what they did mm-hmm. was cheating, mm-hmm. they still have to execute. And, and do the things yeah. they did. Like, it's not like putting on yeah. 15, 20 pounds is really going to change, you know, Barry Bonds' all-time OPS of 1051, right? Like one of the only guys in history to have like a OPS above one, right? That's that's not just being strong, Simon. You know what I mean? There, there's a lot more to a player like that. Seven... Cy Young's like I, I just don't see how 
how seven Cy Youngs is any coincidence or accident. You know, again, like this is just me. And again, I, I do want to mention, like, I, I do have a hard time kind of saying this, but ultimately I just, I don't think it's right to leave these two guys off. So what you're saying, and I uh, do agree. No, 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 no. I do agree with the sentiment is that there's just too much talent and pedigree to ignore, right? Yeah, essentially, I think ultimately right? those like, numbers, those numbers, even with the asterisks, those numbers yeah. say so much. Yeah. Okay. I, I listen. I can respect that. Um, okay. And I another can. guy that I'm gonna fight for, like, and I legitimately will fight for to be in the Hall of Fame is Alex Rodriguez. And I don't want to talk about this right now because I got I got stocked. I want to really go deep in on the Alex Rodriguez take, but. He's another guy who I will really Dude, how can we really support? How can we get a vote here? Can you how do I, how do we join the American Baseball Writers Association? Can we send in an application here? I feel like we need to be involved in all future votes because I'd agree. Some say we are the voice of sport no one no one's have has ever said that but no, i've heard that too you've heard that too uh, all right everybody thank you so much for listening to uh this episode of six pod we'll be back next week uh share uh with your friends and uh we really appreciate it have a fantastic week uh,